Hello everyone and welcome back to episode three of the Random Ship Podcast. Today is the animal special. We're going to be talking completely about animals, everything to do with animals, some cool facts we've learned. And once again, I'm joined by Lawrence. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad. I sat outside in the nice roaring sun of Oxfordshire. I know, it's some lovely weather today. Yeah, first time in a while, which is always welcome. Yeah, we had that a few days of rain, didn't we, which is a bit rubbish, but we're yeah, back. Yeah, but it's back. the grass needs to grow. Yeah, true, the plants. Every are... cloud has a silver lining. Quite literally, in this case, the clouds yeah. have, all the, all the garden needed tons of rain, didn't it? Now it's, now it's all burst into life again. Yeah, ours needs to trim. As do most people, after this quarantine. Yeah, so I speaking for myself on that one. Yeah, well, you're going for the new shaggy look, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Solid moustache, long, flowing hair. 80s yeah, porn star. Oh, my God. Mm, I mean, Perfect. You're, you're ticking every box at the moment for that category, I think. Yeah, I just need, like, a really shit tan, like, get the oils all over mm. me. Mm. Maybe a dodgy tat or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Face tat. <laughs> Uh, that would be a very person. dark day. Yeah, that would be a dark day indeed, mate. Hmm. Um, Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> already gone off topic. <laughs> don't know. Like I said, today we're doing an animal special. So, uh, yeah, we're just gonna. We've got a few facts each about you know all some cool stuff, topics, whatever. To the wonderful then, world of animals. Indeed, and then no doubt we'll probably end up off topic again as usual. But it's all going to be based around animals today, hopefully. So. Yeah, should be a good one. Both big animal fans. Oh yeah, like any David Attenborough show that comes on, you better believe I'm watching it. Not a bit, Dave. So Dave. Yeah, big time. That'll be a very sad day indeed when he departs the planet. I know. Well, at the moment he's uh, showing the Rona who's boss, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a body like an athlete so you'd expect no no less his body is a temple mm. he's, isn't he he's doing geography lessons on the bbc at the moment is he apparently because you know little kids off school and stuff well imagine him popping apparently, into they've Zoom got, call. apparently they've got loads of like um like celebrities to do like 15 20 minute like lessons that they put on like beauty bite size and stuff so yeah. i think i think danny dada is doing history and um, oh okay and then he's doing like geography and I can't remember who else, but like a few famous people are doing like different stuff. That's sick, to be fair. Yeah, um, but I mean, I don't know what they're going to be teaching like seven-year-olds. <laughs> but I don't um, know. Yeah, David Attenborough. I think that's a little bit below his qualification, but I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Yeah. Cool, Anyways, Loza, why don't you kick us off for the day for some of your animal animal facts? Okay, topics. so. We've both kind of structured it slightly differently. Jamie's gone on two kind of more detailed facts, whereas I've kind of just gone on a few web pages, found a few facts that I like, and uh, just make you think, really. First one of which is, which animal do you reckon has the fastest punch, Jamie? Uh, fastest punch? Yeah. Monkey... Human. No, I think it'd be a monkey. It'd be something that like, it'll be something that like has to stun the prey. Mm. I don't know. I don't really know what. 
Well, I'll tell you what it is. Well, it then. is the mantis shrimp. The mantis shrimp's punch is about 50 miles an hour. Christ. Uh, it accelerates faster than a 22 caliber bullet. Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And What's the uh, force on that. Well, they're not very heavy, so I can't imagine it's particularly high. I wouldn't expect a bruise or anything. What's Maybe like Ma- mass times. Oh, mass no. times acceleration. F oh, equals MA. Where's Isaac when you knew him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Karen. yeah, and they they measured it in a in a secure facility, and so it didn't break out and kill everyone. They they nicknamed the one that they tested Mike Tyson. How fitting! <laughs> so Tyson can throw the fastest punch in the animal kingdom. Mike Tyson's a shrimp. The, he does have the, the fastest hands in the West or in the world. But he's a shrimp. But what do you need that kind of power? Because I always think like, like a bee's got a sting which hurts, but at least when they sting something, they die. So it's kind of like, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, presumably it's to like, stun or kill its prey. What does it eat? Uh, I think it's just like other little kind of fish. How big is it? Not big. Like what are we talking? Like iPhone size? Yeah. So it must like I reckon it must like punch little like fish and stuff in it. So like Do you reckon it's just mouth, like the, the, the bully? Uh the mantis shrimp is about ten centimetres long, four inches. A few can reach up to thirty eight centimetres. And oh, the geez. largest one ever caught had a length of forty six. Jeez. So most of them are like yeah, phone size. If they get bigger, they're like like a ruler. Yeah. It's it's punches are powerful enough to break glass. Oh my god. So when they fight amongst themselves, like a fight can be fatal. Yes, but I bet imagine watching them two fight just at like, on like the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you see someone like in the shallows. Where do they live? Do you know? In the Indian and Pacific Ocean. Mm. In warm water. Yeah. Interesting. Um yeah. I mean, they're quite a popular animal, apparently, according to Google searches. There are so many web pages on them. What do you mean popular? Well, Is there's just like a lot, like of, lot of articles about them. They live well studied, live between six and three years, mm-hmm. uh, come in multiple colours green, blue, red, and orange. They eat fish, crabs, worms, and shrimp. Mm. God, imagine that. It's like mm. punching the shell off a crab. Yeah, four. Their top speed, I mean, it's a shitty metric, 30 body lengths per second. What is that? That's the most ridiculous thing. But imagine if a human could do that, man. 30 body lengths a second, that is rapid. Yeah. That's like three metres a second if they're, <laughs> if they're ruler length, that's three metres a second. Yeah. The mantis shrimp is notorious for their striking it's more force. They have the nickname Thumb Splitter due to the painful gashes they can uh, cause if handled without care by humans. Oh my god, imagine it just punching a hole in your hand. Yeah. That's horrendous. That's quite cool though. I just think, imagine if you scaled that up. That's got to be, if there was a, a Royal Rumble for animals, 
Yeah. That's got to be a contender. He's tiny. Yeah, but if you scaled it up a bit. Oh. <laughs> if he was like elephant size. No, if he if he was like the size of. Dog. Nah, a bit bigger than a dog, I reckon. Like the size of a chimp. Jeez. I think That'd he be could. Dangerous. He'd be a serious competitor. Yeah, he could knock a lot stuff out, I reckon. For sure. Uh, I mean, 50, fifty miles an hour for a punch. What do you reckon a human says? Hmm. About twenty. Yeah, maybe thirty. I don't know. I've only ever done, you know, those punching machines. Yeah. Uh, that you get and you have to whack them. Uh, they don't give you like speed. They just give you like. No, but I am they. sick of them because I've got my long gangly arms. They mm. act like a pendulum, which just it's long just, levers. Uh, the average human punch is 20.44 miles an hour. So this shrimp can punch twice in a bit. Yeah. Like if you take like Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury, he's got the like fastest hands in the professional boxing. They're probably like twice as fast. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Amir Khan back in the day. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. He is the oh. Floyd Mayweather, the Mike Tyson of... Animal Kingdom. The Mantis Shrimp, yeah. Mantis Shrimp. Right, do you want to whack out one of your factoids? Yeah, go on then. So, I did, yeah, like Lawrence said, I've been looking into two, two different areas. One that we kind of touched upon briefly last time to do with um, cuttlefish and how they can change colour. And I thought, hmm, that's an interesting topic, actually. Because, you know, in reality, changing colour pretty rare obviously obviously we can't do it but in the, even in the animal kingdom it's very rare pretty much all animals can't change color so if uh, something like an octopus or a cuttlefish or a chameleon it's not the obvious one how they how easily they change color i was like hmm, i wonder I wonder how they do that so it turns out there's two different ways they do it mm. so chameleons we'll take chameleons first they yeah the, everyone you know always says they they change to like blend into their background, don't they? Like if you yeah. put a chameleon in front of, I don't know, um, a picture, it will change into the colour of the picture behind it. Yeah. What happens if you put it in front of a mirror? Well, <laughs> there you go. They don't change colour to fix their background. Yeah. They they don't like it. Just happens sometimes, but, but they they don't do it. They might do it if they feel threatened. They might try and blend into the background, but they don't just do it. Yeah. Like, how they change colour, they, so their skin, they have a transparent skin on top. Mm -hmm. and then they have four layers of um, coloured pigments underneath their skin. So they have like a yellow, um, red, blue and a brown layer. Okay, like we have the red, blue, green on televisions. Yeah. So you have that, but they just have, and then they have a brown one at the bottom. Mm. Um, and how it works basically is these, each like cell in this layer, like each pigment is like, you imagine like a ball. Yeah. Then it has muscle fibers attached to it all the way around. And basically, depending what color they want to show or whatever, or what color they contract or expand the muscles. And if they expand the muscles, then the pigment like stretches and therefore look no visible. Okay. And that happens at each level. Yeah. So like the different con con 
contraction and expanding of muscles each layer um, therefore creates different different patterns and stuff um, yeah and that creates their different so like that's how they can change color because they have okay. all these different options and stuff and they can move them around so then changes i want to know how they detect in the color but that's, this, they've got this is the interesting eyes well the interesting thing is that for them the color change is hormonal it's not okay. to the nervous system so therefore they can't directly control it so it's actually that's why people that's why like saying that they do it to blend in is wrong because they can't necessarily directly so, control it. So it's not like in, environmental. It's like if if they had a lady friend coming into the environment, they might want to put on like a show. Well, that, exactly that. Blood like hormones. Hmm, like if they want to mate, they'll be like brighter and like try and show off. But if they're like angry, then they might be a bit like duller. Um, or like if they're cold, they often make their skin really dark so they can absorb more light. Okay. And the other way around, if they're hot, they make it really bright so they don't absorb much sunlight and stuff like that. And if they're threatened, then they then they may well try and blend into what's around them. But they don't directly, they're not thinking like... Okay, um, so everybody that says they, they change like, colour yeah. from what's around them is just telling... It's not necessarily true. Okay, it happens so what, occasionally, but it's not necessarily true. What if they were looking in the mirror? They like the look of themselves. Oh, oh that's a nice chameleon. His eyes are looking good. Then they change colour and it just freaks them out a bit. Well, <laughs> the big thing there is that you've got a gay chameleon and I'm not sure those happen. No, nah, there must be gay chameleons. You think? Yeah. Do they have gay animals in the animal when, when I was in Tanzania, I saw a wildebeest shagging another male wildebeest. But was he just a bit horny? Because like dogs, well, I don't know. They get horny and they go and like shag chair legs and stuff. Doesn't mean they're. But how horny can a world be scared? Pansexual. Pansexual. What is yeah. it with fancy objects? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> can we say that? Is that? I mean, I, I'm, I imagine. Do we have many? I don't think we have many objects. What if this makes it big time though? Then they come back rat in the past and I get done like some celebrity for having old tweets famous podcaster Lawrence Smith has to apologise for, <laughs> for old comments I'm a changed man already indeed I can hear that bird song Lawrence wow sounds so beautiful oh is that is, is, <laughs> I thought about that shall I go inside no it's lovely it's bringing, including all animals in our podcast. It's bringing nature, yeah. Exactly. Nature in. Should I go sit in the chicken coop? <laughs> Can you sit with a chicken, please? Yeah, I'll bring it over. Thank you. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's how chameleons do it. But as I say, cuttlefish and octopus do it slightly different. Octopi, sorry. Or octopuses, depending which one you fancy. Um, is there a, a real one or is it just whichever one you're feeling? But I think they both, they both work. Um, but yeah, these these chaps can do it in two ways they also have the, the the pigment layers and stuff they don't have the blue layer they have red yellow brown like the same way little pigments attached by muscles they can contract and expand them yeah and then underneath they have these things called um iridescent cells which are reflective yeah and so this is how they make this is how they mimic their environment so precisely is that they're underneath these layers of 
pigments, they have yeah, these reflective cells, which, mm. some, um, which are blue, green, and you get like pinks as well, occasionally. And then underneath that, they have a white, just like base, pretty much. So you can okay, imagine so all these like, layers. Like a white light on a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look, imagine all these layers. So they have those coloured layers that they can, like they can control with the muscles. And then these layers underneath, depending how they manipulate the top layers, certain colours will ref be reflected off their skin, um, which is how they mimic the ground so precisely. So okay. you see cuttlefish, like they can like instantaneously change into, to like perfectly mimic yeah, like the coral they're lying on and that's because they have they they have such um precise control over the colors and what colors are reflected and what colors they show because their stuff is is it's their nervous system so that means their brain directly controls their skin and what and, a, and therefore what colors they want to show okay so whereas a chameleon is hormonal this is actually reading the environment hmm. i i think i've told you before but i think a cuttlefish and an octopus is as close to an alien as we will ever ever come into contact with mate i was watching a video some videos earlier on cuttlefish and octopus and yeah. wow so weird they are like the typical like you know that typical cartoon alien like green with loads of long legs yeah. and stuff that's literally an octopus yeah like cuttlefish is just like it's weird like cousin there are, I think I've read, I was just on the weird side of the internet, and uh, I think it said that there was some trace of like some weird DNA on a, an asteroid, and they think that potentially a, an octopus came from outer space. But I mean, it's a load of bollocks, as much as I'd love it to be true. Yeah, but I mean, when you're seeing them squeeze through those little holes and stuff. And predicting World Cup results like an absolute Donny. Uh, What's his name again? I don't know. Something. Pete? No. Steve? I don't yeah. know. What's his name? How many from? did he actually get right? Them all right. That's why he was such a Donny. He got them all right. What? Every single result? I think so. I didn't know. Well, I did, he, did, he got every one that he got asked to do right. I think he did oh. like 10. Paul, that's it. Paul, Paul the octopus. Oh my God, he's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he died. died on the 26th of October 2010. Yeah, well, they don't live very long. Oh, he's, he travelled though. <laughs> he's seen the world. Born in Weymouth. Yeah. Uh, wow. Ended up dying in Oberhausen, uh, Germany. Oh, so he was a Brit abroad. Go on, find the phone. Yeah. I've always thought he was German. Now he's born in Weymouth, mate. Born and bred in England. He was born in Weymouth, but he was made in the Royal Navy. He didn't get everything right. He got, I got a fair bit right. Got all of Germany's games correct. Oh wait, hang on. No, I think he did do it all. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he got them all right. Yeah, no, he did. He got all of Germany's games correct, and then he got the final correct. Wow. Do you know why? It's because he's um. His um, brother's mothership from the future were telling him what the results were. Yeah, exactly. Came on that. It came in, on their, that. in their planet, it's already happened, like 100 years ago. Uh, he got a few wrong for the 2008 Euros, so. Mm. So he was obviously just learning, and then by the World Cup, oh, he perfected his craft. 
But, I mean, they must be doing something dodgy here because in the 2008 Euros, he predicted Germany to win every single game. <laughs> yeah, well, he was clearly just backing his boys, but he was, he was mastering his craft. You can't expect him to be perfect from the beginning. Being a, psychic, being a psychic master takes years of practice. He, correct, he correctly predicted Serbia to beat Germany in the 2010 World Cup. Exactly, mate. You can't argue with genius. Yeah. Hard what evidence. A creation. I know. Yeah, that's how they, that's how they do it. Oh, yeah, and you see them, like, not, they can also, like, change their skin and stuff and look like coral, you know? They can, like... Well, the texture. Like bumpy and stuff. Yeah, they can change the texture of their skin. So they bumpy. give themselves acne. Hmm, essentially. Yeah, wow. mate, they're crazy. And it's all to do. That's, that's the difference between them. And that's how theirs is like, yeah, that's how they can, can actually control theirs and make it so change so quickly. So, like, literally look like it's moving because they can control it instantly. Whereas comedians, they don't know what's going on. Wow. Right. Should we move on to this next fact? Right, so everybody thinks that the stripes on zebras are used to, like, distract from predators, increasing their chance of survival. However, one report in the 2012 Journal of Experimental Biology suggests that the black and white stripes may be an evolutionary feature to fend off horsefly bites, uh, since a zebra-striped horse model attracts far fewer horseflies than... Uh, any of the equivalents they then really? test yeah so I, they think that it might be due to the confusing nature of the the kind of sight as well that's just distracting mm. distracting flies as well but um, I mean I was thinking I think it's a little bit crude what if you went around pa- painting people in Africa stripey do you think ah. that would be a <laughs> Oh my god, I don't think you can say that. Um, this this stack looks definitely <laughs> going to come back to you. Um, uh, uh, um, does it work on mosquitoes? Or does it only work on horseflies? Because so, horseflies do not carry the next bit. So then they, they painted cows with zebra-like stripes and these two avoided, avoided being bitten by as many houseflies. Um, what? The numbers of biting flies on Japanese black cows painted with black and white stripes were significantly lower than those not painted. Uh, That's ridiculous. But does it only work, work on flies or does it work on all biting insects? Well, they've only tested it on horse flies, but... If it does, then, <laughs> then you might have to roll out the black and white stripes. Yeah, I think, it, area. I think it looked quality, mate. It's like the Juventus kit, but yeah, a full no. body. Speaking of, got the old um the old school Del Piero. The Del Piero shirt on at the moment. So hang on, so is it just is it directly that pattern then? So it has to be So I think it is right. just the contrast between the like the black and the white over and over again. I don't think it has to be like regularly arranged. I think it works better if all the photos that I've seen, mm. all the lines have been angled so they're not like regularly arranged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, similar to a zebra stripe but here's a question for you yeah why doesn't it don't normal cows have that same advantage then black and white cows 
Well, I guess we've never had to be destroyed. Ooh, I, yeah, I guess it's the stripe because I think what the stripes do is break up the borders, whereas mm. a cow's kind of black and white dots are more kind of, they aren't as dispersed. They're kind of grouped together in these big blobs. Yeah. That I guess like breakage. But maybe if, I mean, we've never really had to deal with malaria in this country, but uh, maybe if we did... Who knows? Stripy cows. That's everywhere. Uh, I think that's wicked. Are are zebras black with white stripes or white with black stripes? (laughs) White with black stripes? Mm, That's what I think as well. Yeah, it's an an age-long, age-old discussion. Yeah, there's like been a few zoos in Africa where they've just got a horse and painted it. (laughs) <laughs> and it, I think I mean surprise surprise it started to rain in Africa and the paint started to run <laughs> imagine imagine going to, to look at a zebra and it, it starts raining just turns out it's actually just a horse well then I reckon we just get you along with the cuttlefish fact and just say that it's changing changing with the environment this is a crossbred zebra with a cuttlefish yeah no that is what I want to see Cutting if you walls. can bring back a woolly mammoth from from the grave, then well, they haven't yet, have they? Well, I don't know what's going. They got like an embryo or something. Managed to take some DNA out of it because they go around with massive flamethrowers in the uh, what's that Arctic place called by Russia? It's not Serbia. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. The the place up that's really cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always snowy. Well, the big up. area. The big area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they go around with flamethrowers melting the snow, trying to find woolly mammoth. It's a cold, oh, cold area of Russia. I mean, most of it, Russia's cold, isn't it? Serbia. No, Siberia, that's it. Siberia, that's Not it. Serbia. <laughs> Siberian Express. Siberia. God, that was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that is. That's a lack of uni, mate. These quick to, quick facts are just not coming in. I need a few pub quizzes to... To be fair, I've been banging out the... Um, have you seen that new thing on ITV, the Beat the Chasers? No. Oh, so you know you know the chase, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, so they've got all the chasers and then put them in one team and then, you, and then they've made like a show where you have to go on and you have to basically try and beat the whole team. Shit. It's, it's so good. But like, obviously, they make it quite easy. So like... You do a little like cash builder, so you get like five questions to like, build money up. But mm-hmm. if you get one wrong, it like stops. Most people get like two or three grand or whatever. And then yeah. the chase is so you get like 60 se- you have like 60 seconds on your clock, and they have up to 60 seconds on theirs. Mm. And it's like they'll offer you so if you just want to try and win however much you earn, then you have to do you have to take on two chasers. And yeah. they'll have like, they'll be like, so they're we'll, we'll, be like, we'll want like 40 seconds on their clock, basically. And whoever runs out of time first loses. And then no if you want to increase money, it'll be like 10 grand for three chases and they'll have like 45 seconds. Or it goes up like that. The pub quiz down at the TAF with the Dark Destroyer. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, we need to go down to it. Yeah. We occasionally have like the Beast or... Or the other, or the cinema. The governess. At, um, 
uh, walkabout. <laughs> I've, really? seen, I've seen like adverts for like him at walkabout or like the beast going to like, um, like prison. I don't think he's actually been to prison, but I think he went to um, Monday Night Guildford in Guildford like last year at some point. Well, I think I think the beast could survive prison easily. Prison. He'd be that guy. No, like you, you know, they say when you go to prison, you need to go find the biggest guy and give him a good old smack around the face. And the beast would be the guy you're slapping. For Did sure. they say that? Well, I think it's uh, tried and trusted, tried and trusted method, Jamie. Certainly, if I ever go to prison, I'll be doing it. You're gonna go and slap the biggest person there. Yeah, just assert my dominance over the prison yard. Uh, Mate, you'll get shanked in, the, in your sleep. Yeah, but at least I'll be out of the misery. But well, you might be the biggest person there. Not yeah, but not in terms of weight, mate. Mm-hmm. They'll probably just snap me like a toothpick. Potentially, which would be unfortunate. Mm, yeah, but I mean, <sighs> my family would get a nice payout. So, would they? I don't know, a few grand, hopefully, from the from somewhere prison board. Anyway, let's, that's gone completely off topic. Mm, I'll whack you with another fact. Yeah, this yeah. one is for in honour of Isaac Pike. Yes. It's about axolotls. Sorry? Axolotls. Oh, okay, I think I've heard of them, yeah. So they're them little, they kind of look like salamanders and they live oh. underwater. And, and they have like these little gills coming off their heads. Bro, what the uh, fuck? These are so weird. They're yes. cute, though. Yeah, they are surprisingly cool. Um, <sighs> Bro, that's sick. I don't think they're that expensive. I think they're quite hard to keep alive. They look quite funky. Yeah. The little things coming off their head are sick. The axolotl is the only vertebrae that can replace their skin's limb jaws, tail, and spines at any age. Their spines? Yeah. What? So they can just regrow them? Yeah, no, I don't have a lot of detail on this one. But... I'm not going to lie, I feel like this is the one you should have put the most detail into, because that is fascinating. <laughs> How do they do that? I'm just reading an article on it. You said, like, a lot of, um, a lot of, like, I know it isn't necessarily a reptile, this is more of an amphibian, but uh, a lot of, um, you know, like reptiles and lizards and stuff, if they like, lose their tail, they can regrow them, can't they? Like geckos and stuff. They lose their tail, they just regrow it, don't they? But this thing can regrow like its whole body. Yeah. Apparently they're quite hard to, uh, to treat in labs because they take ages to grow. What do you, what do you mean? What, as in to grow... As in to get bigger or to grow? No, in, in terms of like laboratory experiments. Uh, and they're all, in, well, they're not all incredibly inbred, but I'm pretty sure the ones in labs, uh, oh, yeah, most of the world's labs are descended from 34 animals. Shut up. Yeah. Are there are a lot of them in labs, are there? So they do a lot of testing on them. Yeah, because they're trying to unlock the secret in case they can get in like yeah in human that's Um, crazy you can buy an axolotl for your classroom uh 60 cents for a hatchling 36 for a breeding male a female but you can't buy one as a pet 60 cents 
Then they're trying to, so I don't think they've actually fully worked out how they do it. Axolotl genome is so big, it has 32 billion base pairs, about 10 times longer than the human genome. So, I mean, I know quite a bit about the human genome. You had to do it in A-level biology, but they spent about 10 years sequencing every single base in the, a single piece of DNA into like a big database so they yeah. can like produce vaccines that attach to a few different proteins created by the the dna hmm. and these these guys have 10 times yeah amount. 32 billion pairs Jesus. that's ridiculous yeah 62 million different nucleotide bases Mm. So it's going to take them a while to figure it out potentially. Yeah, but you can kind of see uh, the stages of regrowth. It starts off as like a little stub, and then immediately it kind of develops three fingers. And then another fourth comes out, but it always regrows with four little fingers. Mm. What is that all about? Very little and seal off the wound within hours. Cells then migrate to the wound site and create a blob called a blastema. Uh, most of these cells uh, turn back their own internal clocks Whoa. to an unspecialized state, similar to that seen in embryos. Uh, but it's unclear to what extent the animal uses stem cells. That's crazy. The so just black, turn back its... Yeah, just basically rewind the clock. Uh, the blastema cells redifferentiate into new bone, muscle, and other tissues, and the perfect new limb forms in a miniature, then enlarges to the exact right size for its owner. That's, that's ridiculous, that's amazing. A blastema cut off and transplanted elsewhere on the body can still become the limb it was meant to be, but no new limb will grow unless the nerves reach in the blastema. Uh, if they reach them at an early early period in the regrowth cycle. So hang on, you, if they had, if you took a blastoma or whatever, like yeah. for a leg, and then went and put it on the top of its back, it would still grow a leg. Grow a leg on its back, <laughs> and it'd be the exact same size as it was meant to be. But, but then they wouldn't have a leg. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Very very cool. Imagine uh, the power you could use. Like imagine how useful that would be in. Well, yeah. Also, like, terrifyingly scary. Have you watched Ben 10? I mean, a little bit, but not a lot. You know forearms, the red monster? Yeah. You could do that. You could cut off both your arms and then stick one, like, lower torso. Yeah. And let the first ones grow out. If you, if you did it quickly the enough... The other ones wouldn't work. Nah, because if you do it early enough in the regeneration cycle, the nerve still reaches the end and continues to grow. Oh, so, so if you cut your arms off, yeah? Yeah. And then you got like a blast, whatever it's called. Mm. And then you took that, you took them early enough and then moved them down to the side of your body. Mm. And, and then, so then you'd have the ones on the side and then you'd have new ones would grow again on your arms. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would grow But the ones on your side wouldn't work though. I mean, it's a decoration, though, isn't it? <laughs> There's no practical use to it. I mean, you'd struggle buying T-shirts, but just wear, like, a tank top, one of those low-cut 
tank tops mm. and have like four spindly arms hanging off. Bikini. Exactly. I mean, I'm not sure men can particularly get away with that. No, maybe not. Uh, rocking into the SU wearing a bikini with four Firmly arms. Shirtless. You just have to cut holes in all your shirts. Everything. As in getting a suit shirt. You'd have to have extra sleeves. Okay, scientists don't know whether axolotls use the same mechanisms to regenerate their internal organs as their limbs. They also don't know why an axolotl arm can grow back many times in a row, but not indefinitely. After being amputated five times, most axolotl limbs stop coming back. Another mystery. Run out of cells, can't be bothered how, anymore. How the limb knows when it should stop growing. I think that's just incredible. That is mental, that. No wonder they have so many of them in labs and stuff, because that, that's like the knowledge to human growth, isn't it? And also, if you're able to wind back cells, yeah, it's essentially eternal life, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anti-aging. Okay, arms, legs and tails aren't the only body parts that laboratory axolotls can regrow. They also recover from crushing injuries to their spinal cords. They can regenerate a millimetre by two millimetre square of their forebrain, which is insane. What? Scientists haven't looked too closely yet as the generative power, regenerative powers of axolotl organs. Uh, they have studied the axolotl hearts, lungs and ovaries can grow back after injury so they can literally regrow pretty much everything yeah that is crazy so, hang on, so this is the this is the coolest animal that i never really knew about yeah they're like they are superheroes they're like long life little lizards with gills on the outside of their head sick hair you can keep them as a pet i'm pretty sure maybe i should get onto the but house you just said you year. can't uh, not the ones that you can buy from that website. Yeah, no, you can keep them as pets. You can. Where'd you get them from? <sighs> no idea. They're also known as Mexican walking fish. Uh, they may not be a very common pet, but a unique one. Uh, they're a type of salamander. Uh, they come in a variety of colours. Oh, do they? I was going to say they're as oh, just like no, a pet. They, long life, Jamie. 10 to 20 years, more than 20 years, but apparently they're really, really easy to look after. I'm not surprised, they can grow their own body back. Mm. <laughs> it's a good point, yeah. Um, adult size is between 6 and 18 inches long. Hell yeah. Over 12 inches is rare. As I say, imagine having a foot long axolotl. <laughs> axolotl would be massive. Oh, to be fair though, I think they're like they're cool. They're like they're really, really cool. But as a pet, you're not really taking advantage of like the best aspects of it. Because I doubt you're gonna self-harm your pet and like, purposely chop his leg <laughs> just to watch it grow back. It's not gonna like you anymore, is it? <laughs> Jamie, desperate times call for desperate measures, mate. If it's not doing anything, you better believe the little nail scissors are coming out. Oh, nail scissors, that's disgusting. Do you reckon you could tell the, like, the back two and the, they have a race to see which one grows back first? Oh my god, that's awful. They are relatively hardy at animals. Get it on a get, at least get it on a chopping board and give it like a 
just one cut with a knife. Yeah. Don't it's fucking just, snip it off with some scissors. These creatures uh, should be thought of as a display pet since they cannot interact with their pet owners outside the ta- tank. They are oh, yeah. delicate, soft-bodied amphibians with permeable skin. They should not be handled unless absolutely necessary. They are not social animals and do not benefit from having a companion. Their tank needs to be at least 20, between 15 and 20 gallons. They eat shrimp, small strips of beef or liver, earthworms and bloodworms. Wow. Steak. Yeah, like I said, one, they sound quite boring in terms of what they do and what you can do with it. They're not very good amphibians if they can't come out of the water. Yeah. um, Like I said, the coolest bit about them is the regen, obviously, that's sick. And they look quite cool. But I mean, oh, they look awesome. I don't feel like you're not probably not, not maximising their potential as pets if you have one as a pet. I mean, what, what potential does an axolotl have? Well, but that's what I'm saying. You're not going to cut off its own leg, are you, if it's your pet? And that's like the cool bit about it, that it regrows. Yeah. And also, as a pet, you want to be able to do something with it. Yeah, see, I mean, even my bearded dragon, you could kind of take out of the I love I love bearded dragons. I mean, like, they're literally my favourite animal. I would love to have one. People say it gets really boring because they don't do anything. But yeah. You're kind of just playing games with it after a while. Like, how far can it stick out its tongue to get a locust? <laughs> well, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah, but you can only do that like 10 times before it gets a bit boring. What Chickens are the OG pets. They give you food. They're weird to look at. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. But they're cool. Fair enough. Well, I've got another little fact for you. Well then. Sloths can take up to a month to completely digest a single leaf. <laughs> Shut up. That's, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Everything about life is slow for these sleepy animals. Most sloths will only have a bowel movement once a week. <laughs> and it can take up to 30 days to completely digest a single leaf. For comparison, it takes an average human 12 to 48 hours to ingest, digest, and eliminate waste from food. That's all I've got, but... That was, that was the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. We, you know on, um, oh, what is it? Is it Blue Planet or the, or the other one? Which? Where um, that, like, the, the episode begins with that sloth. Just like oh, slowly, yeah, yeah, slowly climbing out of a tree. Yeah. Yeah, planet Earth too. That's it, and then, and then it fucking swimming across, <laughs> swimming across to the side of the Earth island. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I mean, some of these, these one of the websites I'm on for these animal facts, they literally just need the uh, just the first sentence of a fact. A female bat gives birth to babies that weigh up to a third of their weight. Good fact. Yeah, you don't even need the rest of it. You just need the. Yeah. The punchline, painted turtles survive winter by breathing through their arse. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Yeah, a lot of humans chat through their arse. Yeah. That's true, but I mean, we can only speak for ourselves in that department. Yeah, that's true. I mean, literally look at the name of the podcast. A frog can freeze without dying. <laughs> what? Uh, why tolerate the cold when you can just freeze yourself solid? <laughs> <laughs> According to Kenneth Story, a professor at Charlatan University, frogs undergo repeated freeze-four cycles. Jesus, why? When? Um, I don't know. 
I'm not entirely um, sure what the benefit is for that, but cool fact. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, my, my fact about animals changing really is about that many folks was on that fish from Blue Planet 2. Mm. Uh, what was it called? Uh, the cobra die, where like females, once they become a certain age and weight, they're like, some the really, really big females can hit a certain weight and then they go like hibernate for like three or four months and they come back out and they're like fully grown males. They're like tripping in size. And yeah. like all the female hormones start male hormones start and over like three months they completely like transform into these really no fucking ugly, massive fish. Um, and then they like fight each other. Like okay. the, new, the new male and the old male will like just like scream in each other's faces pretty much. They just like shout at each other. And they have like yeah. massive bulbous heads. Like whoever, pretty much whoever has the bulbous, most Are these bulbous the people with like the big, like they have like massive teeth. lips, chin, and yeah, yeah, head and terrible teeth. And they just like scream at each other. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, whichever, mean, whichever one wins. If that's what it takes. Exactly. It's kind of. I think it's sad that humans don't necessarily do that. What scream at each other and whoever has the biggest forehead wins. Just fucking charge our heads at each other. Mm. I mean. Could do. Yeah, it's like giraffes fighting. We've seen giraffes fighting. Yeah, when they whip their neck into each other. That's incredible. That's brutal as well. But yeah, yeah. they just slam each other. That's I mean, mad. Giraffes are a pretty incredible animal. I know. How they can function with like their whole body being spread over such a massive area. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, like their heart I know has to how pump. neck gets that long, but. Yeah, they have valves in their head to stop the blood draining down. Yeah, and their heart has to pump blood all the way up to that massive long neck and then hold it up there. Mental. Oh, I was just in like a, a quiz somewhere and apparently like an elephant is the only other animal that has a chin. What? I think it was that. I've just racked that off the top of my head, but I remember being in the quiz and it was some sh- really shitty answer and it and I'm pretty sure it's an elephant that has a chin. What, what defines a chin? Uh, or a jaw, something like that. No, everything has a jaw. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's humans and elephants are the only ones that have chins. But what defines a chin? <laughs> the chimps so, not have chins? A lower portion, uh, lower portion of the jaw that has a forward jutting bit. Uh, that looks chin-like. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's yeah. I lost. I lost the fucking quiz because of that fucking answer. <laughs> uh, That's so stupid. They're the only ones with a chin. It's I mean, a sh- completely yeah, stupid. It's complete fact. bollocks, though. Surely all an- all animals have something that looks like a chin. Right. I mean, I've got. It's, it's a different one that I found, but I think it's just a nice, friendly tone to to end on. A cow has a best friend. Cows have stronger social ties than you might think. One 2013 uh, study conducted by researchers of the University of Northampton showed that when cows were separated from their best friends, their heart rates increased as a sign of stress. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) There you go. What a wholesome note to end on, eh? Yeah, beautiful. Oh, okay. Go buy yourself an axe and chop off its limbs. Yeah, if you want, if you want some fun in this quarantine, 
<laughs> or do yourself an axe bottle. Yeah, this quarantine could go on for, I don't know, between, what was it, 10 and 15 10 years? 10 and 20 years. So you'll have to all die to enjoy the regrowth of an axe bottle. Remember, five times on each limb, that's the maximum. Don't get carried away. <laughs> so make sure you don't use them up all at once. Just make it a little nugget axolotl. <laughs> Does his head grow back? But I imagine not. Doubt it. I think it's else does, though. You could just have a little head and then it has to grow everything else back. Yeah. Did you know, oh, just some spontaneously coming up with these facts from my own knowledge, just chuck it in, final, final thought. Mm-hmm. A female cheetah has a disguised penis. So it's really hard to sex a cheetah because the females have fake cocks. Wow. Yeah. Slightly I'm pretty less sure, wholesome note to end on that. Yeah, but. I'm pretty sure there was a, a zoo in China that tried breeding a pair only to find out they were both male. Yeah, I think actually, yeah, we'll end it on that instead. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it will be back to, back to business as usual next week, although this was still pretty random anyways. So, who knows what we'll be on next time? But um, yeah, thanks, Lawrence. I enjoyed that very much. Thanks for your incredible insights. No problem, mate. No problem. And um, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed this too. Go like, follow, all of that good stuff. Share it, and we'll um, we'll be seeing you. Catching a bit. Sick. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, who knew about axolotls, eh?